0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Inside
1: Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, joined today by our good friend Paul Hodawonick. Uh Paul's always a good one to have on the show. He's super insightful. Does a lot of good work for Purple Insider and is kind of a jack of all trades in, in, in the Twin Cities. Um, before we get into Paul and then before we get into this episode of, of Inside Purple and Gold, uh, just wanted to touch on pretty, some pretty tragic news, you know, coming out this morning. Uh, former Vikings defensive coordinator Adam Zimmer has passed away at the age of 38. Um, his sister, Corey Zimmer, posted that this morning. Um, just kind of alerting people of, of the passing, obviously the son of, of longtime Vikings coach, Mike Zimmer, Um, just horrible, tragic news. Um, And and there's really no way uh, to kind of talk about this and and then segue into sports. Um, But just wanted to kind of offer our thoughts and prayers to the Zimmer family. Um, They did a lot of good for this franchise. Um, Adam Zimmer, we, we spoke to him regularly over the last couple of years and, just a just a great guy gone too soon. So, wanted to make sure we touched on that. Um, and then, like I said, there's no way to kind of segue out of that. Um, but we'll try our best to kind of just touch on the Vikings and and, and kind of you know take a, a thirty thousand foot view of the team. Um, but yeah, thoughts and prayers to the Zimmer family for sure. Um, all right, I guess we'll we'll get into the show, Paul. Um, you you were obviously watching the game this weekend Um, just another we would talk about it every week but like another victory that could have gone the other way Um, but you look at where the Vikings stand right now they're they're number two in the NFC um, after after the Giants lost to the Seahawks this this past weekend and correct me if I'm wrong or uh, curious to hear what your take is on this like the inside track at the number two seed right because you look at the rest of the NFC it's kind of watered down. And we've talked a lot about that. I think the Dallas Cowboys might be better than the Vikings, but they play in the same division as the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, where, where do you look at where the Vikings stand kind of in, in jockeying for position for that number two seed?
0: Yeah. Whether or not you believe, you know, the, the Cowboys are better, the 49ers are better mathematically. It just may become hard for either of those teams to push the vikings off of that number 2 seed the vikings have a 96% chance to make the playoffs they have a 94% chance to make the division and they're 6 and 1 and so i think a, you know an an average kind of simulation of the rest of the season puts them at 12 and 5 you say they lose to the bills they lose to the cowboys maybe they don't go 6 and 0 oh in the division they lose one division game in there at some point cuz it's hard to run the table with your division no matter how bad it is and then maybe you throw in one other kind of clunker game in there where everything goes wrong. They don't get bounces and it's just something weird happens. They lose to the Patriots or one of the New York teams or the Colts or something like that is definitely on the table with the way this team is playing and how, you know, they're kind of keeping it close with any opponent. So I think pretty realistically you can say, okay, maybe they go six and four the rest of the way that still puts them at 12 and five. And it puts those other teams in a really hard spot to try to get past them because, The 49ers are 4-4, and so are they going to win every game or even just lose one game the rest of the way? That's kind of what they would need to do. Similarly for the Seahawks, if they wanted to make that run in that division, and you think that division, while not great, is better than the NFC North, they're probably going to cannibalize themselves a little bit more than the Vikings have a chance to with the teams in the NFC North. Um, And so when you put all those factors together, whether or not you truly believe – the Vikings are the second best team with the way they're playing. It's just as they've racked up these wins, that's the luxury they have. They don't necessarily have to be the second best team the rest of the way in the NFC to get that 2 seed. They can more or less coast if they can take care of the teams they should beat. Uh they can get to that 12 and 5 mark and in my head that doesn't feel like what a number 2 seed should be, but with the way with how wide open it is, that's just the reality. So we might go into a scenario in the playoffs where they're the 2 seed you may feel like they're the fourth best team, but they have that home field advantage. And then it just comes down to who's healthiest. But yeah, I think they definitely have the inside track at the two seed.
1: No doubt. And and you mentioned the word cannibalize each other. Like that's what the NFC West is going to do. Like the Seahawks at five and three better than I think anyone could have ever imagined. It's, it's been cool to watch, Geno Smith kind of rise um, the classic. They wrote me off. I didn't write back. It's maybe the greatest quote of all time. Um, but at five and three playing a, in, in the same division as a four and four forty 49 49ers team that is only getting better and the rams i know they've been wildly unimpressive this year in their super bowl champion defense year but that three and four uh, you know any given week i think the seahawks are probably worse than the rams just when you look at that so that's the NFC West that that's going to kind of take care of itself. I don't think any team, like you said, can get to 12 and five when they're having to play each other, at least a few times the rest of the way I look at the NFC East the same way. And you're right. Like the giants at six and two, I think they're going to fall off. I think at some point. We are talking about the giants the way I think a lot of people are talking about the Vikings. Like this feels unsustainable, but the giants play in the division with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The Vikings play in a division with the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, both three and five. But the Bears are blowing this thing to smithereens. And I, I would ex- we're recording this Tuesday morning. I would not be shocked if the Chicago Bears made more trades, you know, down the chute before before the trade deadline this afternoon. I want to ask something though, like because of that NFC East and, and the division itself, and the Philadelphia Eagles at seven and zero, the Dallas Cowboys at six and two like I said, for the purpose of this exercise, let's just say that the giants are going to fall off like they're six and two, but they're going to lose to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys and a couple of teams along the way. Is there a world in which the Vikings can be the one seed? Because I look at their schedule. It's soft. I agree with your take about you do have to account for the fact that there's going to be some clunkers the, the Vikings, the way they've won so far is unsustainable in, in in the amount of success that they've had in one score game. So you would assume that at some point it's going to go the other way. You, you're you right that they're playing the Bills in two weeks, the Cowboys in three, and and there probably is a division loss at some point. But I look at the schedule, and I know Philadelphia's schedule, I'm looking at it now, is also very, very soft. So that maybe that's the answer to this question. Maybe no, they can't be the ones because of that. But is there a world in which that Philadelphia stumbles once or twice in the division? The Vikings stay hot and, and win these games. As I ask this question, I look at the schedule and holy crap! Like it's probably unlikely. But yeah. <laughs> what do, what do you think, Paul? Because yeah, you know it it seems like there is at least a pathway with the Vikings only being one game back at this point. It,
0: there's a pathway if the Vikings can massively improve from where they have been, which again, feels weird to say at six and one, but by EPA standards, ex- expected points added per play, they're 12th on offense, 17th <clears throat> on defense. That's a, that's a middling average team. That's what the statistics you have. If you're at this point, four and three or three and four, or even five and two, That the, those aren't the underlying characteristics of a team that is normally six and one. And it's not the underlying characteristics of a team like the Eagles who are right up there and have elite units and so yeah it may just come down to the schedule but more than that it's just the vikings have consistently found ways to win and at this point it's becoming less of an anomaly and just something that they have continued to show that they can do they're generating turnovers in these big spots they're coming up with big stops when they need to the offense is doing just enough to get them where they need to be and so i think over the course of a season that can be sustained a bit but i think it's still once or twice gonna catch up to them and at that point even if the vikings have like three losses that means the eagles have to lose at least what four games then because they own the tiebreaker over them and let me just quickly run through the teams the eagles are gonna play and you tell me where four (laughs) losses are because they're playing houston washington indianapolis green bay tennessee new york chicago dallas new orleans and new york like realistically the only team i see them like where they it's kind of going to be a toss-up is that dallas game way later in the season otherwise you're hoping for a tennessee miracle where they just kind of continue to figure games out like they have been you're hoping for a clunker against green bay as green bay has their backs up against the wall you're hoping for like washington to come in and like another division opponent to beat them like you're hoping for all these things and you need all those things to happen. Plus you need the Vikings to play phenomenal football the rest of the way. It just, that feels like too many things coming together. And so the one seed for me feels very much out of reach for the Vikings at this point.
1: Yeah, no, the, the the thought exercise was fun for about 15 seconds until you look (laughs) at the schedule and realize yeah, there's not four losses it's, on the schedule. It's, no, and it
0: happened last year. The Eagles were like a bad team. They w- ran the table late in the season to get in the playoffs. And it's like, how are they continuing to play these bad teams? And once again, they do not have a hard schedule coming in. And, and they'll be relatively, it feels like, unproven heading into the playoffs. But they'll have the one seed, everything will go through Philadelphia. As the Vikings saw, that is that is going to be difficult. Um, but I, if the Vikings come out of this with a two seed, I don't think anyone will be complaining
1: yeah and and i i think when you look ahead at the Vikings schedule and we'll do a little more of this you know later in the show but they should be washington upcoming this this sunday no washington's been kind of a plucky team as of late but it all comes down to that bills game right like seven and one versus seven and one like i think the vikings will learn a lot about themselves in that game and then the the game to follow against the Cowboys. Um, if they're seven to one and just get absolutely crushed by the, the Buffalo bills and then get absolutely crushed by the Dallas Cowboys the, the next week, um, they will be seven and three. I think people will be feeling a lot different about this team, but, but I think to your point about the number two seed, like that is still well within their reach, even if they drop both of those games upcoming uh, just because the, the schedule sets up so favorably for them the rest of the way. In theory, on paper, again, if the Vikings don't improve, they can easily drop any game on any week over the next 10. So it, it's something that that will be interesting to follow, obviously. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more just kind of about this team big picture-wise. Um, obviously, we, we've talked a lot about how they've had fortunate luck with, with injuries so far, and it's uh, finally starting to catch up with them.